Blog Talk Radio. With our arms open 
God, we're grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We open our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord, because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. 
while men are trying to find God, solutions to this chaotic world, God. We're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Russ Taft this morning. And I wish you could have been there when you set me free, hallelujah. And the things that took place after he set me free, I started running, started clapping, started shouting because of what he did for me when he set me free. Gave me a change of heart and mind, the old way I was thinking, I no longer think that way. But then a man being Christ today, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. We're grateful unto Almighty God for all he has done, what he's doing right now, and what he's going to do. Uh, we have a hurricane out, Hurricane Kate, and uh, we are getting the rain, the wind off of it. And it's just it's not bad. The sun come out, it turned hot, very hot. Then it'll rain a little bit more, it'll change a little bit more. And uh, it's all right because we thank God that we can pray that thing away. We can bind it up and cast it back to where it come from. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So we're grateful unto him for that today. Well, I have a guest coming live. Uh, the author of uh, Finding My Purpose or uh, Finding Purpose Through Pain is the name of her book. And she tells about her testimony of how she was molested at nine. I think around 11, she wanted to kill herself. Uh, she told her parents, her mother, and then she waited later when she turned 47 to tell her dad. Her son went to prison is how she that to this is what she, you know, wrote and said in the testimony. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Brother Lewis, California. Kate is in California. Thank you, Brother Lewis. So, listen, uh, she will be coming in, hopefully, in a little while, and uh, I will get her to share with us about her book. And if you're interested, then you can purchase a book uh, through whatever website or means she has. And uh, you can read the book. Yeah. I like to read during the hurricane season. <laughs> All the rain and this and that. Yeah, I like to read. But Brother Lewis is in California. I was thinking it was here because uh, we heard some brewing and some ruin and all this stuff coming up. But And it is the month of September. But uh, we thank God. We thank God that we right now we in the safety zone. And they said that California was even flooding, he said. Yeah, mudslide due to the to Hurricane K. I tell you, I would just come out of that Hollywood. It would be so much wickedness going on there, fires, and I just look like the clear blue sky and too many people. Yeah, I, I would have to find me another spot. Yeah, that just couldn't be the spot for me over there. Hallelujah. But I guess when it's your home, like me, I love Florida. So there are a lot of things go on here uh, that other people don't have going on. And they, they, they I'm sure they're like, whew, I, I wouldn't be in Florida. Oh, it's too rough. Oh, it's, it's, it's evil over there. Oh, they're killing each other, this, that, and the other. Oh, too much water. They have too many tornadoes and hurricanes and storms in Florida. No, too much water. Uh-uh. And when it's your home, you're accustomed to it, you're used to it, you grew up around it, you expect it, you know about it. 
So it's a place that you love and you're not running from your love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, please forgive me. I got to text her back. She won't get in until 8. Yeah. Because she on another prayer line or something. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So it is all right this morning. I, I think each state have a different thing um, that they deal with. Each city may have some stuff other cities in the whole country don't deal with, just this particular city. And so it's, I, I'm, I'm sure it's like that because of our love for our land, for our homes, I'm going to put it that way, homeland, or land home, or however you want to put it. Yeah, I can remember uh, children going from place to place saying, hey, you don't have what we have over here. We got this. Let me introduce you to this. Yeah, because people are different everywhere you go. Nobody's perfectly the same. We may like a lot of the same things, but we're not perfectly the same. God made us individually. So each of us, we are different, and we like different things. And I'm grateful unto Almighty God this morning that we can be different. Somebody told me at one point, said, could you imagine if we all was the same? What a boring world this would be. <laughs> but we're different, and we bring different flavors to the table. But some people, they just like one flavor. But I promise you, if that's all they had, they would not be happy. They would be praying for, Lord, uh, I want strawberry. I, I had chocolate long enough. Yeah, it would be a whole nother thing. Lord, I didn't have vanilla enough. God, can I have some lemon? Something. Give me something different. Yeah. But this is the way that man is. He's, he's, he's just never satisfied, no matter what he gets. He gets a different variety of flavors. He's not happy. He wants one flavor now. He gets $50. That's not enough. Uh, he needs $50 million now. 50000 Oh, it, it's just never ending. Never ending. But we are all different because God made us individual. Do you know twins were in the same womb, but they didn't come out at the same time? Time They came out one at a time. They look alike and appear some days they even think alike. But do you know twins are each individual person? They are different. Triplets. They say some women have four, five, six babies. Like a kid, like a cat, uh, a cat. Uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Like a dog, a dog can have multiple puppies. It's not too many human beings have a bunch of babies. Uh, they may have one, and they may have a set of twins, but three and four and five and six and seven—that's getting on up there. For the real norm of just a a mom having a child. Our parents having children. But we're all different. No matter how many of us there are, we are all different. Because God made us that way. We don't all think completely alike. Although he said, you know, let us all be on one accord. Let us be of the same mind. That's spiritually. 
But in the natural, we won't be completely the same. Because, again, I like chocolate ice cream. You like strawberries. Somebody else like vanilla, butter, pecan, you know. Somebody else like um, when they go to the gym, they walk the treadmill. Somebody else, when they go to the gym, they like the um, riding the bike. Somebody else like going to the classes, working out, like yoga or some some other type of exercise. Yeah, because we are all different, and we are learning to accept that about one another more and more. Hopefully, yeah. I have all kind of friends, and uh, I have all kind of people that I deal with. And even religious people, I deal with them much different than I do the people of God because religious people are much different. Yeah, and they just give up quickly because they, they, however they are, I accept it. And we found a common ground. And I know somebody said, all she talk about is food. She going to bring that food up every day. I, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy baking. I enjoy people watching what I cook and bake and be this good. Well, you know. So I found a common ground. Most times people enjoy food. I don't care how skinny they are and how, oh, I can't eat that. I'm healthy. I'm trying to eat healthy. Somewhere in there, they're liking food. They're not dead. They're eating to live. And if they could eat more or different fatty or whatever, they would. But they're trying to remain healthy because they believe they give them longer life. But I've seen skinny people go to the gym and feel tired. See, when they don't look like they weigh a buck or five and they have cancer. I've seen someone been tiny and little and petite and skinny and very, very precious all their life. And when they got into their adult life, they were diagnosed with diabetes. Back in the day, we used to call it, oh, you know, they got sugar. (laughs) Yep. We didn't use the term diabetic or diabetes. We didn't use that very often. We said they had sugar. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, my grandma was diagnosed with sugar. She's taking insulin now. Yeah. All this kind of thing. But we are all different. We are all different. Even in that, some people have high blood pressure and no diabetes. Some people have diabetes and no high blood pressure. Some people have sickle cell, some don't in the black community. So we're all different, you know, heart heart problems, kidney problems, liver problems, all kinds. Yeah, there are a lot of people who don't need glasses, and then there are many of us who do. They help us along the way. <laughs> they help us see better, yeah. So this morning we're just different, and we thank God for it. And uh, we'll be praying for California. I just believe in certain places God washing the land. I believe that. And if people washed out with it, maybe they was washed out of the land. See, we we never know what people are doing. Uh, you, you don't know everybody in the world, 
in the country even of America, the United States. You don't know everybody. And you don't know what people are doing. God is the one who eyes are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. This is why I pray for everybody. I pray for the good, the bad, and the ugly. But not my will, but the Father's will is going to be done. I accept what he allowed this morning. Yeah. I'm better off. I can't change what he does. Hallelujah. Yeah, I can't change it. And what he does, I always found out, even in the end, it was for good. It was for someone good. Many times we can't accept it during the trial, but what he's doing is, is for the good. And if we could just remember, he didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't bring us here to kill us, to hurt us. Yeah, he brought us here for safety reasons. Yeah, he made us for his pleasure, and he wanted us to be able to enjoy each other and the earth and the things that he had in the earth. Look at the waterfalls. Look at the mountains, beautiful landscapings where no man has even went in and planted nothing. It, it just was there. Because he wanted man to be happy. He wanted man to be at peace. He wanted man to do what was right. And because he was the master, he wanted man to serve him in the right way. Yet, he gave man his own will. And according to man's will, he was born in sin. He was conceived in sin, so he couldn't get right. Yeah, we're going to call it can't get right. Yeah, man couldn't do it. Yet, God loved us and he found a way to redeem us through the precious blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And uh, today, we want to learn to please him and we want to learn to accept people where they are. We all don't think the same. Sometimes I ask questions and people, you can tell they get a little bit rigid on it, a little bit timid, a little bit of something. Oh, you don't do, I said, no, no, that's not why I asked you. I didn't ask you that because it's a sin to do it. I didn't ask you that because God is not pleased with it. I just, you know, it was just a question I wanted to know about you. And I tell you, some days I laugh so hard, I, I shake my head and I just laugh. Because I, I'm sure people feel like, oh, I I really can't deal with her. She just holy, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, it's, it, 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 it's like that, but it's not like that. Because of this, be ye holy for I am holy. But I have to live. I have to breathe. I have to work. I have to see. And uh, everybody I take to the grocery store, uh, uh, everybody I take to a medical appointment or uh, to pick up medication, it, 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 me, all these people are not going to ride and it's just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, I'm not going to turn my gospel music off because that's what I listen to. But we're not just riding talking about First Peter, James chapter 1. We, we're not riding like that. We're just talking about everyday common things. And for some reason, people find it easy to tell me stuff. 
And so they tell me and that's it. Sometimes they're looking for an answer back and sometimes they don't need no nothing. They just wanted to share that. But we are all different. And we got to love each other right where we are. I, I mean, the, the same like the unsaved. Now, when we see evil is dwelling, we bind it up and we pray for the person. And we separate ourselves. Yeah. Because we don't want evil to be once named among us. We don't want all our name, we did evil, but, you know, to be evil. No, that's not us. But we love people. And we pray for them and we trust God that God is safe. <laughs> Thank you, CR. God bless you this morning. Good morning, sugar plum pudding. <laughs> yeah. And some people I can talk to, like CR, and have a holler. I had um, Shante screaming last night about some things, about coming home. And, um, you know, different people I can get with, and we just laugh. And then some people, they uptight. They just, oh, I can't call her like that because she just, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, I'm a regular human being. And that God made for his pleasure. And I laugh and I talk, regular regular talk like anybody else, you know. Now, now, I got to be honest, it's not going to be too many words that God is not in there, because he has to be, you know, because you got to keep the conversation holy. But then there are times when, you know, it, it is what it is, and I can't change it. They're not going to change it. I said the next young lady called me, and um, we've talked about her relationship. She knows a toxic relationship is unhealthy. You should have been got out of there, but you won't go. The next thing happened, you won't vent to me. I said the next one with that, I, I, I don't think we're going to go there. Good mo- oh, good morning, Brother Perry. God bless you this morning. So good to see you, man. So good to see you. Yes, sir. I said what I'm going to say is what my friend told me. She said, Barbara, when they disagree and they don't want to hear God, they think it's you and you want to change their life and you want their life to be like your life or whatever it is. This is what you say, Barbara. Oh, okay. (laughs) She taught me that. And I've been using it and it works just good. So when they want to call me and bent over the same foolishness, a foolishness, you're a full-grown woman, a full-grown man, you know right from wrong. You know to get that on away from you. I don't care if it's your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, mama, daddy, cousin. All I can say is, oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. Because there's no need in history repeating itself with me like that. We've already talked about this. We've already shared about this. I didn't tell you what to do. God spoke and said what you should do. You refuse to receive that because that's not what you want. And let me tell you, they know they're being abused, but somewhere in there they're used to that. And how about I've had them to tell me, see, I'm not going to leave because God uh, don't believe in what? Separation. 
He may not be beating your brains out, but what he bringing home, one day he'll bring your age. One day he might bring your monkey pox. The next day he might bring your COVID or her. It may be a woman doing all this stuff with other people outside of the marriage. These are users. They, they want what you got. They don't want you. And the only time they're going to humble down to you is when they need what you got. And they want what you got. And they know the only way they get what you got, they got to show you a little bit of attention. And that's not going to last for long. That That's temporary. Mm-mm. See, and they're looking for long term. They think because today he or she was nice to them, it's going to continue. No. Uh, wrong answer. That won't happen again until they desperately, darling, need something from you. Now, once they really, really need something from you, then they'll come back with the humbleness. I love you. Let's go to the movies. They're going to do something that you really, really like because they're trying to get out of you what it is they want out of you. But you, you are not what they want. Please believe. Mm -mm. They don't have nothing for you. And I, and, I, 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 and I know these people know it, but they just feel like they just got to have somebody. And they're willing to take an abuser, a very abusive abuser, just to have somebody. I'm like, my goodness, my words, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't think so. This is why prayer is important. Studying the word and girding up the lawns of your heart and mind and God is very important. We're not the same. And, 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 and if it take all of this to make a world, I, I just have to move on with it because I can't change it. Only God can. But he's not going to come against your will. If that's what you desire, he will allow that. And that's what they desire because he has spoken and they refuse to hear. Yeah, he spoke and gave what they needed, but they refused to hear it. Yeah, to, to take heed to it is what we usually say. God is faithful, and I promise he loves each of us. But he won't come against your will. When he see that's what you really, really want, and that's really, really what you're about, and that's really what you're going to allow, God back up and let you have it. Yeah. You don't really want to do that, but we will never be able to accuse him of taking over and making us do what we didn't want to do. Nope. He's not that kind of a God. And it's so sad many days what you see. This is why we pray. Man ought to always pray because of what we are, what we see, what we we see going on. I, I, you know this is happening, but there's nothing you can do to change it. Absolutely nothing. You want to change it so bad? That's just like a person on drugs, uh, abusing alcohol. You want the best of them. And you want it so bad for them, but guess what? No matter how much you want it, 
unless they are willing to change, it's not happening. And in, in alcohol and drug treatment, they teach the counselors. The person must get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Until they are sick and tired of being sick and tired, they're not going to change. And I believe it's the same way for domestic violence. Shante was telling me about a lady. They tried to get her to leave the man, and she wouldn't do it. And in the public, in the middle of the street, he come off, come out, I think, and sawed her head off or cut it cut it off with a machete, her head from her body. And some people stay there until they die. They refuse to get out. They have really, really lost themselves in, in, in this foolishness, and they say it's love. I love them. Oh, that's not love. That's mental health, illness. The way it should be is we love everybody, but we love and deal with those who love and deal with us. If you give me a gift, at some point I should be able to give you something. Because I shouldn't be just taking all I can get from you. Give me, give me. Can you give me more? Just give me, give me. And I never give anything back. Something is wrong. And something is wrong in a big way. Yeah. If there's nothing I can do, you you may be in another country. And all I can do is encourage you. But if I have the love of God in my heart, if I have God, eventually he's going to find a way for me to give to you tangibly, physically. You're going to be able to touch the gift that I give to you. Why? God is love, and he's not a one-sided God. And if he's in us, he's not one-sided. We're not just out to just take, take, give me, give me, give me. And I never find a, no kind of reason to give back. I never even talk about giving you nothing. Yeah. I don't even think of you a gift for what? That's what. No. At some point, we should give to one another. God loves a cheerful giver. If there's nothing but a word of encouragement, you hear me say, Give somebody something of quality. Do you know a scripture is quality? That's a word of God. That's pure right there. You got you a block of gold right there. I don't care what which verse of which scripture it is. But mainly when people think of gifts, they think of tangible things. They think of money. But when you give someone the word of God, you've given the greatest gift. I've written down and, and, and you know, gave the people Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. And I explained to them, I said, now listen, if you focus on this every day and you obey it, this going to be one of the best gifts you ever got in your entire life for the rest of your life. If you apply this, you won't have no stress, no wrinkles, no gray hair early, none of that. No matter what you, what comes your way, you've given it to God and you're going to trust him with all your heart. 
You won't lean to your own. Well, this going to happen if I do that. If I do this, that going to happen. None of that. You don't know what's going to happen. Why? You're not the one fixing it. You're not the one in charge. You have the problem, but you're not the problem solver. You've given it unto the Lord, so now he's going to solve it. But you got to let it go. You got to give it to him and walk away. This is why I encourage people, when you walk away, go to somebody else and begin to help them. In the first place, a lot of people run to their family. Give a stranger. Work with a stranger. Yeah. And it will be all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're grateful unto him. Listen, I'm going to one more request uh, of the morning. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to share a little bit of, a little bit more. And then at 8, a little bit after 8, I guess, should be in. We have a live guest coming today, Arthur Carol Spain. And so we're waiting for her uh, to come in. So yeah. So I tell you what, let's let's uh let's get a little excitement going and maybe some folk will wake up. All right, let's do it. <laughs>
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like that number right there myself. Keep your sword in your hand and you fight on. We got to fight daily. And we're fighting a good fight of faith. And we're fighting knowing that we're already winners, but we come out to battle. To let the enemy know, let that devil know you don't run nothing here. Nothing here you run. Hallelujah. I have the power to send you back to where you come from. Yeah. God gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And so we are thankful unto him. Although we are all different. We are all different and we do things different. Yes. But there's a lot of bad things that others choose to do, people choose to do. And it's not good for them and it's not good for others, but it's their choice. Yeah. And many today, I've never seen so many people say they're Christians, they're believers, but when you look at their lives and you look at what the scripture says, it don't add up. It's not together. Everybody has been set so free. And they've just been set free to not make God a respectable God. He, he, he's not a God that they really reverence, that they really treat like a master. Let me tell you something. When the master come around or when you go before the master, you just don't go any kind of way. And if you know the master is watching you, you don't do any and everything in front of the master. Yeah. Even your dressing. If, if, if you go to the White House, now this is if you're in your right mind. We know everybody got, is not in their right mind and there may be a lot of mental health issues. But for those that have a sound mind, if we went to the White House uh, to visit with the president and there are going to be other people there of importance. Would you wear a pair of jeans and a T-shirt and some sneakers to the White House? Would you not go and have your hair tidied up, you know, a little bit? Would you not take a shower before you go? How would you present yourself going to the White House in the United States of America in Washington, D.C.? How would you do that? But we want to come before God any old kind of way. We want to do any old kind of thing with him because we're users. I'm, I'm honest. It don't take all of that. Nobody slipping and sliding off into heaven. You're going to have to live this thing right here on the earth. That which you go into heaven to live, you're going to have to live that right here. That's why he gave us forgiveness. Because he knew we were going to run into trouble here and there. But you're not going to heaven with your crazy thoughts. Now, I'm just here to tell you. When you get there, you're going to be totally surprised at what goes on in heaven. It's not the same thing that went on in the earth. See, we confuse. And we comparing the earth to heaven. No, heaven is a whole different place. A very special place. So we just got to get our minds right with God. Love one another and keep it moving. Be givers here. Cheerful givers. And it, it, it does not, again, always mean we got to give money. Maybe we're going to give somebody a book. We're going to give. And whatever gift you get, tell God thank you. Somebody thought about you. Some people get a gift and they disappointed. 
I'm like, you didn't pay for it. Somebody thought enough of you to give that to you. And if you can't use it, pass it on to somebody else. You don't have to tell people. You can see somebody in need of that very thing that you got that you was disappointed about. They need it or they want it over there. Go ahead and let them have it. But sometimes we are so selfish, we're not going to give it up. We're not going to give it away. It was a gift. It was given to me, but you're not going to use it. I can remember a year I told my children, look here, no more for Mother's Day. Don't bring me no more trinkets. I don't want no statues or no angels. Don't bring me none of that. I don't like whatnots like that. That's what they used to call them back in the day. I like big glass bosses. I like that now. I like a big tall boss that you can put by the front door and put the umbrella and stuff. Yeah, but don't don't just bring me no trinkets. I'm not that kind of a girl. <laughs> Better boot fit. Yeah, bring me something with meaning to it, and I'm happy. But people will treat you the way that they are. They like this statue of an angel. They'll get it for you. No, you really wanted it for yourself. Buy it for you, and it's all right. But we want to give something of quality. The word of God is of quality. Look, that's the truth. When I tell you you got a gold bar, that's a great value. I, again, I don't care what chapter you gave it out of or what scripture you gave it from. If it was John 3.16, that's a valuable piece of gold right there. That's a block of gold to give to somebody who's lost. You let your, your candle is shining. You that candle that sit up on a hill that can't be hid. You giving light so others can see how to come to Jesus. Yeah, and it's all right today in Jesus' name, and we're thankful unto Him this morning. We're grateful unto Him. We appreciate Him. We love Him. Ah, uh, we're grateful. We're thankful. He looks beyond fault and yet meet needs. He's on our side today in spite of us. Look what his word says. Cast your cares upon me, for I care it for you. Do we remember all of this? I'm the head and not the tail. Prepare it. I'm above and not beneath. Look at this, Louis. No weapon that is formed against me, Louis, shall prosper. Great and precious promises he has given to us. If I trust in trust in the Lord with all thine heart, that word all is a big, big word, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, there it is again, all. Acknowledge him, and he's got a promise for, and he shall direct thy path. Most people stop right there. Be not wise in your own eyes. We're going on down to six and seven. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And look at God. Step right in. We don't know which way to go. I don't know what to do with it when things come against me. When things of this life come up in life, I, I don't know how to handle this. But I can go to God from a sincere heart. And if I've been walking up right before him, 
He won't withhold no good thing from you. Oh, it's going to work together for my good. I know it looks bad the way that it formed. He didn't say that it would not form, but he said it won't prosper. Oh, it's looking bad over here. Oh, it's looking bad. Look like I'm going to lose the car. Look like I'm going to lose the house. I'm going to lose my job. I've been through this. They lied on me. They did me bad. They took from me. Oh, but it's going to work together for your good. Yeah. God would take that same hurt, that same trauma, and turn it around for our good. I'm a living witness. Yeah. The songwriter said, I've been through the storm and lost the rain. <laughs> oh, but I made it. Look at that. I've had heartaches and pain. Oh, Brother Perry, I made it. Yeah, I made it. Uh-huh, why? With Jesus on my side, things are going to work out right. Every time, over and over again, I just have to trust him. The main thing, I have to have faith. And I grow my faith in him. I have a personal Bible study life, not just at the church, but at home. And I'm walking in the word. I'm praying and asking God daily to help me to apply his word to my everyday life the way he wants me to live it daily. Because what we forget, he's coming back for that church without spot or wrinkle. People don't want to hear that no more. But it's the truth. They like to bury the truth and come out where they can be seen. It's about me. Look what I, Let me tell you something. You better keep God in front. You better keep Jesus out there leading and guiding you in the right path for his name's sake. All of this coming to an end, honey. If you're watching as well as praying, you see the change has taken place. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's more wickeder than ever before, and it's constantly increasing daily. Things are changing so fast. Ooh, I say, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You go to bed one way and wake up another. We never knew nothing. I didn't know nothing about no coronavirus. What was that? I was uh, helping folks and doing what I do. Went to bed, never thought about nothing like that, woke up the next morning, it was everywhere, huh? And increased and grew. Consumed the world, they say. Things are happening quick. Open our eyes. We've got to watch as well as pray. Stay focused. Jesus truly is the way, the truth, and the light, and he's my light. He shined the light so I can see, and he made me a light, a candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid. Hallelujah. So I'm all right today, and you all right today if you got him and you're walking according to his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, our guests have arrived, and uh, I'm going to play this one for you, uh, Carol Spain. I'm going to dedicate this one to you right here this morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with our interview. Wrong song, wrong song. Right here. Whenever God 
is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Van Morrison. Whenever God shines light on you, ah, yeah, there are many things we can do. Hallelujah. And it's done through him, not through us. Hallelujah. All right, we're bringing our guests in right now. Good morning uh, to you, Carol Spain. God bless you this morning. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? Amen. Blessed. Can't complain today. Can't complain. So listen, um, Carol, can you uh, tell us about your book, Finding Purpose Through My Pain? And tell us how you come about to write this book. What what brought you to the decision, I'm going to write this book. The name of the book is going to be this. Well, I had a lot of things happen in my life. And one day I was at an event here in Macon. I was at a book signing for a well-known author. And as she signed my book, she looked at me and she said, so when are you going to write that book within you? And I'm looking at her saying, why is she saying this to me? Because I don't want to write a book. And so she gave me her card, and she said, every 10 pages you write, send it to me. I will help you. I don't remember what I did with that card, nor do I remember what I did with her book. So about 15 years later, I was in Atlanta. I was at a book at a women's event that Valerie Burton was the speaker. When I went up to her for her to sign my book, she said the same exact thing. So when are you going to write that book within you? And I said, ouch. (laughs) So about five years after that, another lady said the same thing to me. And when she said it, I could not get rid of it. I text this friend of mine, Johnny Goosey, who is, uh, she has a book writing classes. And I went to her class in the book just flowed. I sat down to my iPad, and I couldn't stop writing. And I sent it all to Johnny, and we put it together. And it's my life story. So can you tell us a little bit, uh, maybe some excerpts or whatever that's in the book? Yes, I'm going to start with you. Finding purpose through pain. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, my date of birth. I was born December 24th, 1957. I will be 65 this year on December 24th, as the Lord's will. Started out my book about talking about what happened to me as a child. First of all, my parents was holding preacher for most of my life. My parents had a thing about taking care of people. And my saying for my mom is my mom took care of every cat, dog, and flea. No matter who they were, who came to them, my mom made sure that they had. She was, to me, Matthew 25, 35 to 40, when Jesus talked about the Lisa Hill. She made sure that they was not naked, that they was not hungry, they was not thirsty. And she also uh, made sure that when they was in prison, she visited them. So that was my mom. But at the age of nine, I was molested. My mom had a daycare center. And at age of nine, I was molested by one of the guys who came and picked up his son. Uh, We would have to, sometimes the parents would have to work late. She had a 24-hour daycare center, so the parents had to work at night and, you know, get off at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever. 
that she made sure that one of us stayed up sometimes to help because she had to go, you know, to uh, be ready the next morning. So I had let this man come in to get his son, and he molested me. And that was one of the most hurtful things that I think I've ever been through in my life. And I could not tell my parents, not because I didn't have the type molester that said, you better not tell anybody. No, I didn't tell my parents because of my dad. My dad loved his children. And my dad would never allow anything to happen to his children. His goal was to protect his family. And I didn't want my dad to go to prison. That's all I thought about. My dad's going to find out and he's going to kill this man. I wanted the man to die, but I didn't want my dad to go to prison. And just being nine, not having anyone to tell, that was very hurtful. And it made me be an angry person. And I just prayed. And I just said, Lord, something got to happen. I don't know what to do, who to talk to. But anyway, fast forward two years to 11. As I said, my parents was holding this preacher. We had our own church. We had different preachers came in and do revival. And this evangelist from Columbus, Georgia, came and did a revival for us. But back then, they didn't have anywhere to stay. So if they stayed more than a day, they had to stay with us. So we had preachers in and out of our houses, you know, that stayed with us. And this particular pastor stayed with us for quite some time. And one day uh, he had asked. My mom, could I go with him to a revival at another church? And she said no. He had to ask my best friend who was 11. No, she was 13. And she said, her mom said, yes, he molested her. And hmm. I didn't know that he did that to her until the next day because I, I stayed home from school because I was sick. And I was going through his room to go, down, to go downstairs and he grabbed me, and he threw me on his bed. And he proceeded to say these things to me that I'm like, oh, no. And I prayed as he was talking. And I said, Lord, just kill me now because I don't want to go through this again. As he talked, my, we heard the room where he, where he was, that was a window. And that window was by the driveway. That's the driveway my dad had backed into every day at 12 o'clock because he would come home and eat lunch. But it was 9 o'clock in the morning. And when my dad backed up in that driveway, he jumped up and he was like, I know that's not your dad. And he looked at the one and it was, and I took off running. But you know, when I got to my dad, he said, baby, do you know why I came home? I said, it's okay, Dad. You can go back to work. And I ran down the street. But I couldn't keep that to myself. My friend came to me after school, and she was crying, and she told me what he had done to her. And I told her, I said, please don't tell nobody. Call both my dad in prison because they're going to kill him. So we two little girls decided to keep it to ourselves until about three hours later. Here she come with her mom. And she just crying. And I said, oh, my God. I was so hurt because I knew my dad, what my dad was going to do. But my mom sat and listened. And then she asked me what happened. And I told her. And then that night, my mom packed his clothes while he was at this other church at Revival. And she met him in the driveway when he came home and told him 
what I had, me and the other girl had told her, and he and she gave him his badge, and he left. Fast forward 30 years later, no, 40 years later, we have a per, had a personal care home, and his wife, who had divorced him due to, that's why he was in Macon, he had done the same thing to her daughter. And so she had got dementia, and she ended up in my personal care home. But one day her mind was clear as a bell, and she came to me and said, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about what happened to you. Your mom told me what he tried to do. I was shocked because she had dementia. When she was clear as a bell, when she sat down and talked to me, and then she got up, after I forgave her, she got up and walked away, and dementia came right on back the way it was. She was right back out of her mind. And I said, you know, that's God. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't wish that on anyone to go through that as a child or any woman to be raped. But I tell people there's a story in it all. And that's where the book came from, Finding Purpose Through My Pain. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. God, God can fix anything. He can fix anything. Now, you said that... Um, I think it was of 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 excuse me your own personal business and uh, would you like to share uh, that with us and how they can you know contact you and what that's all about I think it's a, 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 a what is that A T O M Y yes Adam well before I talk about that I would like to talk about um, my real purpose. My purpose that I found was through my life was in 2006. God told us to open up a halfway house, and we didn't. 2007, he sent my son to prison. When he got out in 2008, he said, Mom, he said, there's a lot of men in prison who who need an address. I said, Son, what is an address? He said, just like me, I'm going home to your address, so they need an address. So I started I, I start dealing with some of the counselors in the different prisons and found out there was a lot of people who had been paroled, but they didn't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. So we went on and started that halfway house that God told us to start, and we went from there. The halfway house lasted five years, and during that time, we also had a personal care home. We no longer have the personal care home. I actually retired from the personal care home. One day in two. 2019, God said to me, he says, time to close. And I wasn't happy with that because of something that my mom told me before she died. And I came home and I was going through some boxes and I found the notebook with my mom handwriting on it. And it says, prayer notebook. And I said, oh, my God, I know my mom is a praying woman, that no matter what, I know my mom stood on God's word, that she had the faith of a mustard seed. So I thought, I opened this notebook. It had 70 pages. That was nothing on the first page. That was nothing on page one through 70. And I said, Lord, why why she wrote this on this notebook? And there's nothing here. I turned over the last page on the back, and that was a sentence from my mom. And it basically said, when you find this, God is telling us it's time to close the personal care home. 
I was so shocked because my mom wrote that note um, in 2001. She died in 2011. I found it in 2019. You tell me God won't send you a message in so many different ways. And I closed the personal care home, retired, and just started doing other things that I wanted to do and that God shared with me that I need to do. It's been a journey. Now I have my other business, and I'm enjoying my business. I have a health and wellness business. And one of the things that I tell people is we all need to be healthy. And in order to be healthy, you have to do some things to help you. And that's what I do every day. I teach people on how to be healthy uh, the natural way. And uh, one of the things that I would like to let people know is if you would like to get in touch with me about natural health, that you can, uh, uh, you got a pen, I will give you my phone number. It's 478-319-0678. That's 478-319-0678. And I will talk to you about getting healthy the natural way. Through my life, uh, my parents, have, as I said earlier, have always been taking care of people. They volunteered. They did a lot to help people. And through my years, that's what I never thought I wanted to help people, but I do. I enjoy helping people. Ever since my son got out of prison and started the halfway house, I've always dealt with people. We have a program that we do. It's called Christmas Cards for Inmates. Our goal is to send out as many Christmas cards as we can. I was in prison one night at Baldwin State Prison, and it was the day after Thanksgiving. And God asked me, he said, he told me, he said, ask the inmates how many would like to receive a card from someone that they don't know. So all the hands went up. So it was about 200 guys in my class that night, and we sent around a notebook, and they wrote their name and GDC number. So from that, that was in 2000, here it is, 2022, we're still sending out Christmas cards. And that's what I do in the end of November. I get all the the names out to the people who want them. There are some people who want 20 names. There are some who want 100 names, 50 names. I don't send out anything less than 20 because my reasoning for that is there are 20 stamps in a book. You can get uh, your cards. Um, you can buy a box of Christmas cards from Dollar Tree uh, for a dollar. Well, it used to be a dollar, but now they're a dollar and a quarter. You can get 12 or 14 cards. So I tell people, if you do a couple of boxes of cards, you can do that and send it out to inmates, and I will give you the name and the addresses that you're going to send them to. And it really makes a difference. So I'm asking everybody that want to, to also use my phone number to call me for that, and I will get you a list of uh, inmates around the, the Georgia. We basically do Georgia inmates because we live in Georgia. We do male and female. That's one of my goals is keep that going every year to let people know that somebody cares. No matter what you've done in your life, God cares about you, and as long as you believe and trust in God and have faith, God has supply all your needs. And that's one of the things that I focus on. My mom, as I said, had the faith of a mustard seed. And she believed and trusted in God. No matter what it looked like, 
And that's what I tell myself and I tell people all the time, no matter what it looks like, God have us. He got us. Willem O. Jr., who's one of the guys that I love on the radio who comes on in the evening at 3 o'clock, he talks about it. One day he said, write this down, God will apply all my needs. And that's one of the things that I focus on every day. God will supply all my needs. One of the things I want to talk about, I have a couple of foundations that we'll talk about on another call that I love, love, love. Uh, there's a young man named King Rounder the First in Albany, Georgia. He had the, the Life X Preparatory School for Boys. He's 23 years old. He started the school, uh, and they actually opened on August 3rd of this year, and they just started with sixth graders. And next year his goal is to go K through six or K through seven. And just knowing that he worked so hard to have this school and to work with these boys, and these boys, this is a boarding school, to help them become better young men and men in their life to teach them. And I've enjoyed on Facebook listening to what the, the families have said about how much they've enjoyed, that they don't even know their children, that they left there that since they've gone back to see them, they're shocked and surprised and so happy that they are talking to them the right way, that whereas their children was cussing them out before they got there, but now they're just the sweetest kids. People need someone to speak into their lives. We need, you know, we know what sometimes families, you know, it's harder sometimes at home and you get upset and you say things you shouldn't say, but his goal is speak to the king that's in that child. And I want my goal in life now is to speak to the king and queen that are in all of our children to help them do better in life. My second organization that I deal with is called the Cooley Myrick Foundation. Cooley Myrick is from Thompson, Georgia, and it's one of the poorest counties in Georgia. And one of the things that his goal is, and Cooley is an ex-felon, he has been doing back-to-school Christmas thing for the kids in the neighborhood. He grew up poor. He was raised poor. And what his thing was to make life better for children. And that's something he do. He have these back-to-school drive. He has all kind of events for children to make sure that they have what they need. He have a scholarship foundation. So these are two young men that I have met. Over the years, one, I've known Cooler for about five years now, but I've known King Rounder for about three months. And But working with them to help them do what needs to be done and to give them the support that they need. And I remember something that I'm going to say, Oprah, I learned one thing from her in the time that I have seen her on TV. And the most important thing that I learned from Oprah was people always said to her, why did you build that school in Africa by yourself? She said, well, I got tired of going to meetings, talking about what we need to do. So I decided I have the money. Why don't I do it myself? Well, my two friends, they didn't have the money. Cooley don't have the money. King don't have the money. But they decided, why don't I do it myself? Because we... We should get tired of going to meetings talking about what needs to happen. We sit around and we talk about all the bad things that are going on in the world. We talk about all the killers, the self-hate. But when are we going to reach out and say, what can I do for you? I say to all the churches that all the people that are listening to me today, ask your church one Sunday a month, have church on the front lawn. 
so that the people in the neighborhood can hear. Because a lot of times those are the ones who need it who are not going to walk in that building. I remember when my dad had that uh, big drum, and you beat it, you know, with one arm, and he would, we would be on the street corner having Sunday service, having Bible study, and I just love to hear him beat that drum and sing those hymns that he would sing. It was just a wonderful thing for me, and I just love, love, love what he did. So I want to say the more that we reach out to others, the better things will be. Let's reach out. There are a lot of people who need help. Please, y'all, let's reach out to them. Let's stop sitting around talking about what needs to happen and realize we're the one who need to help. And another thing, we always, a lot of time, want to start our own organization, but I want to jump on the bandwagon of someone who's already started. Let me help Kula Myra and his organization. Let me help King Rounder and his organization. Let's go and support someone else instead of trying to do it or start over ourselves. The last thing that I want to say is I took theology several years ago. While I took theology, one of the guys, one of our speakers said to us, he came in that afternoon and he said, there's no telling what a man, woman, or organization can do if they forget who gets the credit. And that's a lot of times where so many people want to start the same thing somebody else has started because they want the credit. Let's put the critic in the trash, and let's take care of the people. The needs of the people are more important. The needs of our children are more important. Thank you. Okay. So, look, you basically somewhat do prison pen pal ministry. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I, I know about that because that's what I've been doing for many years, but it's grown a little bit different now. Things are much different in the prison system. But, and now they got the National Guards over there in Florida, in Florida, because they don't have enough correctional officers. But this is the thing. Uh, Those guys that you mentioned, uh, if you have some information for them, you can share that. And those of us uh, from all over the globe who would like to support them, feel free to do it because God is love. And if he told us to love our enemies, then people that are not our enemies who haven't done anything to us, we really should love them. And wherever the door come open that we can be a cheerful giver because God loves a cheerful giver. This is what we're about. We're not about taking, 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 and never giving. It's not us that's in the spotlight, but we want to keep God Keep Jesus in the spotlight, out front. Keep him out front. Because this is what happened. This is what happened for me. And I walked in this. Don't think more of yourself than you ought to. Because he will exalt you in due time. In due season, it's him that will raise you up. But what we come to do, we come to, like Jesus to do the will of him that sent us. And today, he loves a cheerful giver. And if we can give, we want to support. Yeah. Because uh, when it comes to children today, a lot of parents are not training the child up in the way that the child should go. So that when he gets old, he won't depart from it. But God will always have a ram in the bush. 
And not only that, it's some child that God called forth out of the womb to be something great. But the woman that brought him from her womb, she's not the mother. She was just the carrier. And her life is in the world. It's not in her child, in her children, her home. No, no, no. So God raised up at a ram in the bush over here that somebody else could raise this child, somebody else could train this child, that he uh, or she would grow up to be what God would have them to do, to be, and, 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 and to do what he would have them to do. So it may come through somebody else in a whole other state, a whole other country. But it's all God adding it up to be a cheerful giver and to give and to bless. Yeah. And so I'm grateful unto him, almighty God, for the way he does things. Yeah. I'm grateful unto him. So I uh, thank you this morning, um, Carol Spain, the author Carol Spain, uh, of the book, Finding Purpose Through My Pain. Finding purpose through my pain. Because, see, a lot of times we think when we, these are trials we go through. Yeah. And our trials, the believer's trial come to make us strong. God is not yes, punishing yes. us. He's not angry with us. He doesn't, he hasn't sent us to hell. It's coming because in this life, you got to have some strength. God can't use no coward soldiers. He needs some bold soldiers. And many times we have to pray for holy boldness so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil because he's coming. Yeah. And a lot of trials come that we can get lessons. We can learn from this. Yeah. You, you, you've often heard me say when I was in school, after each class there come a test. Each class there come a test. At the end of the year, they gave a huge test. And if you pass that huge test, it not only told the professor, but it told the school, the administration of the school, that you learned what was being taught. You're prepared now to go to the next level. Same thing with God. Every trial, every round goes higher and higher. Had I not gone through, I wouldn't be able to be here and stand before you. Yeah. And a lot of mothers, they say this because I work with a lot of mothers that, Children been taken away due to whatever situation it was. And they say, oh, Barbara, you're so strong. Now I am. I've been through what made me that way. I had to go through the trials to get here. Amen. I had to go to prison. I had to lose my children. Yeah, I had to sell dope to know when God saved me and sanctified me, he was going to use all of that to go back to help them who couldn't. Who didn't know? Amen. This is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't do it on your own. You're fighting a losing battle. He made you for his pleasure. And he didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, you know, I think I'm going to make Barbara. And uh, after I make her, then I'm going to decide what to do with her. No, God has purpose and plan. So what he did, when I entered my mother's womb, he always, before I entered, he knew me. He already knew what he would do with me. He already knew what I would do and what he would allow. He already knew the day I would surrender to him 100%. He already knew. I didn't know what he knew. Hallelujah. So we cast our cares upon him this morning for he cares for us. Yeah. 
We know that they no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So there's no need in us getting all, all of this stuff. No, we're going to trust God with all, A-L-L, the big word, all our heart. And lead not to our own understanding. In all our ways, Brother Perry, <laughs> we're going to acknowledge him, Brother Louis, and he's going to direct our path today. In the name of mm-hmm. Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So I thank God for you. And if you give that information out or give your phone number out and people can call you uh, to reach out to touch him. And I would like to do that Christmas card um, mail out. Yeah, I'd like to do uh, some of those. All right, now, Brother Perry, <laughs> take a sip of your coffee, right? <laughs> My phone number again is 478 319 Zero six seven eight. That's four seven eight three one nine zero six seven eight. Or you can email me at atomy dot carol s at gmail dot com. That's atomy dot carol c a r o l s at gmail dot com. My phone number one more time is 478-319-0678. And I want to thank you, Ms. Barbara. I have really enjoyed you this morning. We have to do this again. And I want to thank Johnny Goosby, who um, helped my book publisher, for giving me the, the contacting you about me and, and giving me the opportunity to be here today. Because there are so many people that need help, and we just need to be there for them. Because God has really been good to us. No matter what it looks like, he's been good to us. Yes. And I'm I'm grateful unto him for opportunities to help others. Because, look, the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. We pray mm-hmm. that the Lord of the harvest would send more labors but we need to ask God to remember what he called and chose us to do or called or chose us to do. This is what we need to talk to God about because there are many doors right there before us, but we don't seek those doors. And some people won't walk through the door because their name not going to be prestigious. Their name not going to be in life. They're not going to be in glit and glamour. But whatever we do for Christ is going to last. And everything going down but his word. And when we stand before him on that great and notable day, we can say, Lord, these are they that you said whatever he told you to do. You got proof right there of the work that you did unto him. And if it was unto him, you won't hear him say, depart from me. I don't know you. You won't hear that. But you'll hear him say, well done. Hallelujah, Jesus. That good and faithful servant. Come on in. See, because you did things nobody else was interested in doing. You went places nobody else wanted to go. Oh, y'all going to make me show out in five seconds here. <laughs> I thank God this morning. For he is good to us if we'll just let ourselves be good to him. Amen. Yeah, he needs some workers. And we support one another. Look, I've got some people. And, and let me tell you something. I had said this, Carol Spain. I said, you know what? I said, um. Uh, now, them people over there, I said, they're not going to be bothered with me five minutes. Go see my mouth, you know. 
ashamed to speak the word nowhere because it's the truth. It is the truth. So I'm not ashamed to tell the truth. Now, a lie, I might cringe a little bit because I know it's a lie, but the truth, I, I'm bold with that. And I said, oh, no, they're not going to. They aren't. Look, the same people, they wanted me. Hey, come help us with this. You know about this. You've been doing it. Come help me right here. Now, they didn't ask me to go in the kitchen and cook nothing. They didn't ask me to clean nothing. They said, help me right in this area, right here. I stayed right there. And now they've grown. When I look at it, I start almost swinging my feet <laughs> like I'm short because I can see the help, what it did for them. Yeah, and we got to give up self. Me, my, and I. That's all it's about. Look at Louis laugh. <laughs> Me, my, and I. That's all it's about. <laughs> now, we got to be about somebody strangers. It is so important to bless strangers because some have entertained angels unaware. How about that this morning? Hey, man, go right there. I feel all right right there. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, One of the other the last thing I want to say, too, uh, we're praying through our class that we do uh, for families because families need help so bad. And uh, so many people are going through so much. And one of the programs that I want to tell people about is Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is a national program. And if you're going through something, because there's so much suicide going on, and we need to get some help. So I'm asking people. I taught Celebrate Recovery for about 10 years in the prison, and I just started back at a church here in Macon to help out because so many people need help, and they don't know where to go. Celebrate Recovery is a great program because that's actually the program that I went to at the age of 47. At 47, I just I, God sent me to this church, and they were talking about they were going to do Celebrate Recovery. And so, you know, in my spirit, it said, you need to go sign up for that class. The other side of me said, no, we ain't. So I had this war going on and within myself that I was not going. And I asked several people that, that I knew at the church, were they going, no, no, I ain't got nothing to recover from. So I said, I didn't have anything to recover from, and I didn't to me. And But we think recovery is just drugs and alcohol. But recovery mm -hmm. is hurt, habits, and hang-ups. A lot mm -hmm. of things, it's not what you did, it's what somebody did to you. So mm -hmm. I had to go to recovery to learn about forgiveness. And even though I knew about forgiveness, but I was not going to forgive either one of those men. I was not going to forgive the seven God sent me. And I was still determined not to go. And what, what made me go was I had jury duty. And I tried my best to get out of jury duty. I told every lie I could tell because I wasn't going. But that lady said, didn't I tell y'all we're not taking any excuses? We have too many cases and not enough people. Boy, I was mad. When they called my name, I, I kept looking around and said, they talking to you? I said, oh, it must be another Carol Spain in here because they called my name. <laughs> so when I went down to that jury room, to that room, that courtroom, and, they, and when the judge said, he said, the reason we're here today is this, young, this man molested. A nine-year-old boy, I lost it in the courtroom. Mm. I lost it right there in that courtroom. I couldn't. All I could do was scream and holler. 
I kept asking myself, fool, what are you crying for? It was that the nine-year-old girl of me who could not speak when she was nine. Yeah. But she yeah. could speak. She couldn't hold it. I high screened and hollered so much, they put me out of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you couldn't be a jeweler. And yeah. that's when I and I had an office around the corner, so I went and, and I called one of the pastors at the church. And she said, what's wrong? And I told her, she said, you need to celebrate recovery. I said, I know, but I didn't want to hear that. So that's what made me go to celebrate recovery. And, you know, God will set you up. Yes, he will. So I was so glad I went, and I learned so much, and I learned to forgive those two people. And I learned to forgive. You know, one day I had to write my speech and tell my speech in front of the whole church. And people, and I said, I can't do it. And when I sat down and I wrote it, and I sent it to the, one of the pastors that was in charge of cellular recovery. He said, you got to take the first two sentences out. I said, I ain't taking nothing out. I got to say, I want everybody to feel my pain. <laughs> so I called one of my friends who had been in recovery for about 20 years, and I read the first two sentences to him. He said, you need to take them sentences out because you got to forgive yourself and God. Forgive me? I didn't do nothing. He said, and he had a long conversation with me on forgiveness and how you go through things, but you need to forgive God because I was mad with God because of what happened. Because I felt like, I, God, you could stop that, but you know. And God told me something um, uh, two years ago. He said, "Accept what I allow." Mm-hmm. And I learned that, and I went back to to then accept what I allow. There's a reason, and as you said, God takes us himself for a reason. You mm-hmm. know, there's no testimony without a kiss. There's no message without a mess. God mm-hmm. take us this thing for this reason. So I just want to say, Lord, I thank you. You brought me a long way, 64 and almost 65 years, and I'm still here. Yes. No matter now, what. Look at, this. look at this, Carol. Check this out right here. I know molestation, rape, all murder, all, all just sounds, oh, and it is. It's just horrific. It's the, oh, my goodness, it's a bad thing. But look at this. All that Jesus went through, they beat him all night long. He suffered. Mm. Was any of that for Jesus, was that because of what he did? No. No. That was for us. It was for us. Yes, it was. What you went through, and I, 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 this is what I teach women and men, what you've gone through, what you'll go through, is not for you. It's for the labor. It's for those he called you to work with and to work for. All that I've gone through, a lot of things happened. I didn't have nothing to do with it, but I had to go through it. Later on, I found out it wasn't for Barbara. It was for who Barbara was going to work with. It was going to be for who surrounded Barbara. Mm. I can walk into a work release center right now, and they'll flock to me. They don't know my story. They don't know where I've been, what happened. None of that. They just flock. I've seen them look at me, and they'll do a double take. And, and, and they're busy doing something. I've seen them on the phone, hang the phone up, and come and sit and look at me. Because of the suffering. Mm-hmm. I had to pay the price for God to bring me out. See, what we're willing to do, uh, we're willing to get help from the Lord, and we're willing to pray and ask him for everything, anything. 
but we're not willing to go through to get nothing. Mm. What we want, you paid the price, keep paying the price, Jesus. Go back and suffer and go back and die on the cross again and, and wake up three days later. Go back and do that for me again. Now, must Jesus bear a cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. But we don't want, and my dad, you said, he used to say this to me. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. Now, he wasn't talking about dying in the natural. Yeah. My parents were saved, sanctified, holy, good, good, godly folks. They admitted, took care of this. He was talking about dying to your flesh. Nobody want to die to the flesh. We want Jesus to do it all. We want the preacher to do it all. He the pastor. He's supposed to do it. Well, he got a staff. Let them create something. I'm not going to be a part of it unless they create it. No, no, no. God has called you to something. He has chosen you to do something. Sometimes you'll take it to the pastor and he'll kick it out. He'll turn you down. Now we're not uh, prepared to do that right now. You get discouraged and run away. Now I'm going to take it back to him one more time. <laughs> God gave it to me. I'm giving it to you, leadership. And if you keep turning me down, I'm going to keep bringing it to you. God going to touch your heart and you're going to open up to him, not me. And then guess what? The pastor going to be, uh, his children going to be some of the main people that need that thing. Do y'all hear what I say this morning? We got to let it go and let God have his way. Except, I love it, Thank it clock. Well, God loves. We're better off anyway. In my early morning, boy, look at just just accept the fact, and don't change. Don't change. Stay with God. Don't leave. Stay with God, and don't stray. Turn your faith loose. God will bring you out. And guess what? He'll even give you the proof. No need to question it. Just accept what he allowed in faith and trust him. Because look, I, I see money falling over that carousel of Spain. I see money falling around you over there because you ain't got to where you need to get, but the money is falling. So when you get that, and you know what? It's not going to be many days. I'm going to say within the next two weeks. That's what I want to tell you. Because the money is falling, and when you get there, every dime going to count up right there, right there, right there, right there. Because God is doing it. It's not you, but God is doing it. And as you keep walking in his direction, he's going to continue to bless you. Because you're going somewhere. He's taking you somewhere. And your eyes have not seen, Kara. Ears have not heard the things that God have in store for you. Not when you go back with him, but right here on the earth. Not many days from now, I want to say. Within the next two weeks. Yeah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Oh, Johnny Goose, but she know me. She know me. <laughs> yeah. And when I listen to you, I can hear her accent. I said, that's a Georgia girl. I, mean, I can hear that accent. Yeah. Yes, I'm Yeah. I'm from Florida. I talk to Johnny. I hear that. Well, I just wanted to call you. Yeah. I said, okay. And uh, I got this and that going, but I can hear that deep Georgia accent, you see. And um, yes. 
I like them Georgia girls. I like them northern girls, too. I mean, now, them California girls, we all right. But them northern women and them southern women, we can uh, get together on some things. You're both right. You're bagging this Teresa Scott and folks Sandra Jackson. <laughs> See, them northern girls. Yeah, we can come together. And I don't know why, but that's the way God put it. And uh, I accept what he allowed. But I thank you so much, uh, Carol Spain, for coming this morning. God bless you. And uh, we'll get together and bring you back soon. And uh, you'll be yes. able to talk about, uh, uh, what you said it was, uh, at, uh, at time? Yes, ma'am. Okay. We'll be able to talk about that. Thank you so very much. You have blessed my soul today. And I have enjoyed myself. And I said, mm, look at God. <laughs> yeah, he have a purpose and a plan. Look, I see some of your friends over here too. Uh, four, yes, seven, ma'am. eight numbers, and uh, I know they come to support you. I know they come to hear what you had to say and everything. So I see quite a few of those four, seven, eight numbers, and so that yes, is ma'am. really and truly a blessing. Yeah, to have this many people to follow you to support you. Yeah, because we gotta love one another. I'm supposed to be leaving Saturday the 17th to go down to Groveland, Florida to help Prophetess Coretta Montgomery out. And uh, she was like, thank you. So I said, what we do? What are you talking about? We support one another. God is love. Love comes from a multitude of sin. Now, when folks tell you they love you and they don't do, you doing something, Carol, and I can help you, uh, something, something not right. And sometimes God will speak to folks that I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. Cut their own blessing. But if we, right. the songwriter said, if, when we all get together on one accord, mm. what are we going to do? Put the devil yeah. on the run. But we don't want to come together. We fight against each other. We jealous of each other, ministry. I'm not jealous of nobody. I got too much work over here to pay attention to, to pay attention to you over there wanting what you got. Because look here, if you got it, work came with that. Yeah, a lot of work came with that. Because I know my work over here. Yeah, I'm busy. And when a a, a title, Carol, people got pastor, evangelist, apostle. Each title, all that faith to the world and you is work. I'm telling you, that's how I, I'm an evangelist. Yes, ma'am. That's their work. That's all that is. <laughs> you a lot of hard work. Woo! You got to deal with folks. Oh, my God. You just told them something yesterday, and they write back today because they didn't do what God told you to tell them to do yesterday. Because they, either they were scared of it or they didn't want to do it. So they back the day. You think he gonna give you a different assignment? No. He said go back and do what he told you to do yesterday. Once you do that, you're gonna see the move of God. Let the move and you you done conjured up something in your mind. Trust him, let go. You can't do nothing with it, worrying over it and over concerned about it. You can be concerned, but don't over concern yourself. You don't have Amen. no power. Like that, God got all power. He gave you some power, but you got, he's the one with all power. And if you're not willing to activate the power he gave you and let all his power come in and fix it, there's not a whole lot I can do for you. I can tell you what he said and I'm done. 
Yeah, I tell people, well, uh, I'm this and that. I said, well, look, carry it to him. It's, it's what he said. It's not what I said. Yeah, I, I told you what he said. If he didn't do it or you don't understand what he said, go to him because that's what he wants. But they don't want to do that. They want everybody to do everything for them. And that's not, you're going to have to do something for yourself. You're going to have to buck up and become a bold soldier. Stop being afraid of what people are going to say. They can say what they want to say about me. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. Oh, you know what she, that ain't what the Bible means. Oh, say what you got to say. I did what he said. And I'm through with it. Yeah, I'm through. And I'm moving on up the King's Highway. And like I tell my children when they come with the food, they say, look here, sugar, go ahead and do what you got to do here because I'm moving on in Jesus. Mama, I said, listen, did you hear what I said? <laughs> and I mean that now. He was brought up, he was trained in the way you should go. And if you decide to do something different, there's nothing I can do about that. But me, I got to run on in Jesus' name. Yeah, because I'm going up that straight and narrow, and you over there on the wide. It's crowded over there. Yeah. Same but a few over here. And every now and then I meet one. And we stop in fellowship, but we got to go our separate ways because we got our work to get done. And then sometimes God will bring us back together in the same place, in the same spot. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to be all right after that. All right, Carol, I'm going to let you go. I have enjoyed right. you this morning as well. And I got your number. I will be in touch because I really want to do that Christmas card deal. Oh, yeah, I like yes. that right there. And the, the young well, man with the school over there, if I can support that in some kind of way, I would like to. Because you know what I'm thinking, and I'm just thinking out loud, and I like to think out loud sometimes. It refreshes my memory. Listen, he may want to bring something to another state. You understand what I'm saying, Carol? And yes, if he ma'am. brings something to another state, that can grow because that can help somebody else. Then when you look around, it's all connected. Mm. I'm in California. I'm in Georgia. I'm in Florida. I'm in Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, New York, Connecticut. I'm everywhere helping parents with these children. Yeah. We're going to receive that. We're going to receive that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's already done, I believe. Amen. I can feel the presence. Because, look, let me tell you this. Um, a lot of times, people are waiting on it. People are waiting on it to come. They, they don't even know they're waiting on it until it show up. Mm-hmm. But they've been waiting on it to come. Oh, I'm, I'm, hey, y'all, foster children go over there, adopt it, all kind of people. Look here, little Johnny, you and Shaniqua, y'all going over there. And the children, they looking crazy. I don't want to. When they get over there, they find out, man, this is a spot I've been waiting on. They get home telling mm-hmm. their parents all about it. Mama, they doing this and that over there. My kids used to come home from household of faith, church, so excited, and, and telling me stuff. Look here, pastor says so and so and so and this and that. Or oh, we did this and this and that, you see. People waiting on it, waiting on it, waiting on it. But we'll get together. I'm going to let you go. I ain't going to keep you all day. What time is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, now, you don't have to leave, Carol. You don't have to leave. You can hang on in here with us now. 
You don't have to go. But I'm just letting you know if you have to go, you're welcome to leave because I open up the studio and uh, anyone have something they would like to say. Anybody, press that number one today and come in on your phone. Yeah. You have and a testimony or you just want to say good morning to Carol and encourage her, press that number one and come in. No problem. But uh, I'm going to this one. Uh, this request, and I'm going to dedicate it to your supporters, Carol. Come on, everybody, get your feet happy. Let's go. Come on.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So long. Bye-bye. Tell it goodbye. Uh-uh. You don't need it. God is in control, and I'm going to trust him today with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding in all my ways. I'm going to pray first. I'm going to acknowledge him, and he is going to direct my path. Hallelujah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Oh, we thank him this morning. There's none like him. Hallelujah. Want to say good morning to everyone. Good morning, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Good morning. Blessings to you, too. And I, I thank God for you this morning. Thank God for that prayer club growing over there. And I thank God for Sister Jerry posting prayers over there in the prayer club. God bless you this morning. And um, I'm looking, oh, good morning to you, Sion, again. Good morning to you. God bless you, honey bunny. And a good morning to you, Sister Samoa and Brother Anthony this morning. God bless you, Sister Rita. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sister Rose Brown. And a good morning, Pastor David. Good morning. God bless you, sir. We still in prayer. We still in prayer. And I ask the intercessors to touch and agree with me. And uh, usually when they pray, Pastor David, let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, Hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you right now, Lord. Thank you. Hey, for what you're doing right now. Oh, we thank you today. We love you. We love you today, Father. Hallelujah. It was you who first loved us. Thank you, Lord, for your strengthening power. Thank you for your healing power today. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you. So, Pastor David, I just want you to continue to look to the hills from which cometh your help. All of your help comes from the Lord. Hey, he made the heavens and the earth today. Hallelujah. And he's moving on your behalf. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, it won't always be like this. God is perfecting that which concerning you. Sooner or later, Pastor David, it's going to work in your favor. Hallelujah. As we speak, and he's turning it around for you. Hallelujah. Nobody know what you're going through but you and God, and it's all right today. Hallelujah. Got a good wife, and she supports you 100%. She's right there for you, but sometimes we need God because he can do everything we need to have. The husband or the wife, they can only do so much, but God come in, and he take complete control, and he fix it all for us. Make it bearable, Hallelujah. I feel like running right now. Ooh, I feel like dancing right now because God is faithful. God is faithful unto us. And he's looking for some faithful people. Brother Perry come in this morning. I was happy to see him. And uh, Brother D, I talked to Brother Anthony. But Brother D, you know, I need to see that number every now and then. Now. Mm-hmm. I need to know that I know Brother D every now and then, everything all right. Yeah, and uh, we thank God today, and we give him glory, honor, and praise. Yeah, for he is our all in all. Our guest this morning, the author, Carol Spain, hallelujah. Had a wonderful time. Appreciate her testimony, because God is a God that can work it out. She told the truth. I like that kind of thing. (laughs) I don't want to forgive these people. Uh Uh-uh. 
Lord, you don't see what they did to me? And you want me to let it go? I, I need you to kill them today. <laughs> we this way. Many have been this way until he come in. And as she said, teach us how to forgive others. Because if we don't forgive, he can't forgive us. Yeah, I know the Lord has showed me things going on. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going. But I'm just not moving real fast on that, Lord. Because they're not going Lord, they're not going to receive that. He said, well, they didn't receive me, but I'm telling you to go do it. I, I have this in control. And they're not coming against you. They don't hate you, but they hate me. Yeah, I overcame. And if you obey, you're going to overcome. Go on. And I'll be making a step, you know, to in the step. The Lord said, go on. Because he knows it. And then I move on into my surprise that people receive from the Lord. Yeah. I've had people receive from him and stayed with him. And I was just surprised because see, in my little uh, uh, pea brain, you know, oh, they're not going to take that. They're not. And if I give it to them, they're not going to do nothing with it. And people get it and run. Yeah. Because it's not in me. It's in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. Anybody have anything they would like to say? Anybody want to encourage uh, Carol and her supporters this morning? Feel free to press that number one and come in. Where's that Jerry Crowd awfully quiet over there today? Oh, oh, okay, she may have an appointment. All right, Sister Jerry, God bless you this morning. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, well, I would just want to say that quick. <clears throat> I have received several texts already this morning for some of my friends who have been listening in, and it's just been a joy. One of my uh, friends who is a Supreme, Georgia Supreme Court, one of the Georgia Supreme Court justices, she's on the line, and she she was, and she uh, sent me a message that how much she enjoyed it, and several other people have. So it's been a joy this morning. You don't know how you have blessed my soul just listening to you, and I will be listening to you from now on. I, this has really been great. And Amen. I love that song that you played, So Long, yeah. Bye Bye. That's, that uh, really blessed me. I've heard that song many times, but today it had a totally different meaning to me. Yeah, yeah it really made a difference. And I want to say uh, I forgot to invite my children on. I have two children, a son and a daughter here. I have a son actually lives in Jacksonville, and uh, we'll talk about you and I talk about him on the phone personally. So I will talk to you later on today whenever you have a chance. Give me a call. I All have right. five grandboys. I have great three great grandboys, and God bless me to the first girl in 42 years, Miss Truby. She's the only girl after mm. my daughter. So I just thank God for her, and I just thank God for life, health, and strength, and it's just beautiful. Nobody knows yeah. but God. Amen. Amen. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And you know what? He's moving right here this morning. He's moving. He's moving. So if you need something, just say what you need. Lord, I need money. Lord, I need a house. Lord, I want the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Lord, I want that receipt. Whatever it is, whatever it is. And we're not doing it because we just want God to give to us. But we move when he moving, not before and not after. But we move while the spirit of the Lord is moving. 
Yeah, get all you need, God. I need healing. Lord, I, I need more forgiveness in me so that I can have a, a forgiveness, God. So help me to help somebody, you know, to, to, to let somebody go. Whatever it is you need this morning, he's here and he's moving. Hallelujah. And we want to move with him. Because if you move before or after him, you're moving on your own. He he do. So we move while he's moving. And I'm so grateful. So grateful for the uh, Supreme Court person. Thank God for her or him this morning. God is faithful. And this is what we have to do. I don't care what position we hold in this life. It's best we hold on to God. Because without him, we can't do nothing. Oh, I know we think we come up with the ideals and all this stuff, and I can do this and that. No, no, no. God is moving in your mind. Yeah. Let me tell you, last night, Margaret's uh, daughter, Susie Vaughn, carried the mugs over. I designed a coffee mug for her with her two dogs on them. One of her dogs had passed away. And the dog on the mug, she called me, Barbara, you brought tears to my eye. And I designed a mug with her and her husband on it. And her husband passed away. And she said, Barbara, you had me wanting to cry over here. These are so beautiful. They bring back so many precious memories. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> and so I went on and encouraged her. She said, when I call you, Barbara, you just make me feel so much better. Why is that? God is love. If I'm not going to encourage you and treat you right and tell you what's right, I need not even answer the call. Yeah. And I also suspended another call. She called me. We got to laughing and talking. And then I got a call from the prison. I had to take it. And I didn't get a chance to call her back yesterday because when I looked up, it was time for me to lay down. I'm telling you, I needed it last night. And I went on and got it. But uh, we got to love folk and help people. And uh, we so busy investigating people because so many scams. But if you're led by the Spirit of God and you practice that more, I told you where I come from, a place where perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, they taught me that at Eugene Butler Junior High School. Time I got the, the, the junior high school, they taught me that. Not practice makes perfect, but perfect, pr perfect practice makes perfect. So when we continue to give and continue to love and stop all that investigating folks to see if you can find some dirt on them, because folks tend to believe more negative than they will positive. If I say something about you, Carol, that's negative, honey, the world will grab it and run with it right now. But all the positive things I would have to say, you know she helping the boy over there at the school. You, you know she did this and, oh, she wrote the book. She found her purpose through the pain she went through. They don't want to hear that. See, that's too positive. That's good news. And that's why a lot of people turn Jesus away, because Jesus is good news. But we had that say we believers, we the saints of God, we Christians. And it's a lot of Christians, but they, because they follow Jesus, but they don't follow what he said. They don't obey what the Father gave him to teach us. See, they go out to see if they can get some fish and loaves. They, they, they go out to see what he's doing. John baptized him. And you say he the savior? Well, how John baptized him? Yeah, they see, they, they, they come for some foolishness. 
But those of us come to get instructions from him because he got his instructions from the Father. And we want to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto Almighty God Jehovah. Then we can be blessed when we love one another, share with one another, give to one another. And that reminds me of this this morning. Intercessors, y'all please pray for Prophetess Coretta Montgomery this morning. And pray finances on her here. Yeah, she's trying to complete something for the people. Not for her pockets, but for the people. So we want to keep her lifted up in prayer. Hallelujah. It's all right today in Jesus' name. Anyone else, anyone else have something they would like to say? Feel free to press that number one this morning and come on in there if you, if you got it now. If not, we're going to pray out short and go to our last song of the morning. God bless you over there, Brother Louis. God bless you. Thank you so much. And Brother Terry back. Yeah, Brother Terry back. God bless you, Brother Terry. So good to see you. I miss you running through that chat room like that. <laughs> and I saw you over on Facebook and I clicked on it, you know, a little like here and there. But it's good to see the brothers. It's good to see the brothers. And I uh, thank God for these men. Yeah, I thank God for each and every one of you. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited this morning. God bless you, Irene. Thank God for her uh, holding on. Irene come every morning. Irene says she ain't letting go. She don't care whoever else don't show up. She's going to show up each morning. Yeah, and it's already all right. And so we thank God. We thank God. So look, no one else have anything they would like to say. As they say in them buildings, if all hearts and mind is clear, I, I will pray us out. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your move this morning. Thank you for your love for your people. But Father, you know what's best for us. And not only that, but you know the very intent of our hearts. And God, we come before we leave this morning asking that you would bless Carol Spain, bless her supporters, God. Lord, bless the work that not only you chose her for, but you called her to. Move for her friends this morning and move for those other believers, God, that's trying to come together to be a blessing unto other people. Bless her family, bless her children, bless her ministry, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Father, we bring Paula and Brother Pastor David before you again this morning. Lord, you spoke already, but God, we ask that you would continue to lift him up and bless him. Bless his family, God. Bless his wife as he's going through right now. Strengthen her that God should be even a more encouraging wife unto him. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for every caller and every listener. Moved by your spirit for your people today with uncommon blessings and miracles. For Lord, again, you know what we need. All you know what we want today. Father, move, give us desires of our hearts. Help us to delight ourselves in you first. And God, it's you that will give us the desires of our heart. Oh, I'm so grateful unto you this morning. And God, you brought Kara our way. Thank you for the book, Finding Purpose Through My Pain. Lord, I give you glory and honor. And Father, as we depart, bless our going out. Again, meet the need in our lives today, according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough. If we had 10,000 tongues, each of us, and we began to praise you with everyone, it wouldn't be enough. But Father, you're more than to us, more than we need, more than we want. Hallelujah. 
We ask it all today in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this day, September the 14th. 2022 in Jesus name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye and we're going to that last song of the morning. Have a blessed day. After the song, I won't be coming back today. Thank you.